Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we get into week 10 of the 2023 SEC football season, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're currently listening to us. Number two, definitely subscribe to the podcast on this platform and others. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode and others with them. Number four, you can support our sponsor, uh, and number five, if you know of an up and coming business, please put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey at Cousin Bailey, C-U-Z-Z-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com. Well, uh, last week I got to host Gus and Malt at my house for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, and we tried to live up to that name. I was uh, emptying the coolers the next day, and we had maybe two beers left, three beers. It's pretty outstanding. We did a great job. Uh, I I was enjoying um, the food. I hope it was good by everybody. Um, again, the game the, the game did suck ass, but what are you going to do? Um, and therefore, as a segue, spoiler alert, I am not hosting the games this week, even though I made a concerted effort to try and leapfrog our, our, our current leader. But uh, that's probably a good thing, so you don't have to hear this congested voice the entire day. So uh, anyways, once again, Gus, uh, take her away. Awesome. Thanks, cuz. You'll get to hear my congested voice, mm. um, which I think I got from cuz. <clears throat> we hooked up after the uh, after the Gator loss. Anyhow, uh, yeah, so I'm still in first place. 30 and 33. Last week I went 3 and 2. Thank goodness I picked Georgia. Cuz, 28 and 35 in second place. He went 2 and 3, the only bourbon boy not to have a winning record last week. That's right. Dr. Doctorific 27 and 36. He went three and two and malt liquor went three and two as well. I believe that's your first winning week of the season is 22 and 41. Yeah, no, yeah, no, we're building, building, turning it around. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, no. (laughs) So before I get into the drinks and we, I'm sorry, I didn't bring this up in the, green room but uh sad day in college basketball bobby knight has passed away yeah he uh got to start at the united states military academy in uh, west point had a guy named rick or uh mike shashevsky i was gonna say rick uh, mike shashevsky as one of his assistant coaches so i know he's pretty uh polarizing but he was a hell of a coach and apparently he knew how to develop those who weren't weak and cry about people yelling at them. So anyway, on to the drinks malt, since you had a winning week, what you got buddy? Yeah. So I, speaking of Bobby Knight, I remember uh, being an undergrad and I don't know if it's still around. It's called accent. They would host these speakers and stuff. And so he gave us like presentation, spoke at the O-Dome. And so me and a bunch of guys went and watched him. I just remember one, like, you have, you have like intramurals where there's like the one intramural ref who's like way too into it. 
Oh, this yeah. guy got up and asked Bobby Knight a question about, like, you know, in retrospect, how do you feel about the way you've treated officials? And Bobby Knight just, like, basically completely dismissed him out of hand. But anyway, I'm drinking a free dive. Outstanding. Cuz, what are you drinking? Um, I should be drinking a hot toddy, but I'm drinking um, the Hazy IPA by Sweetwater. Um it's it's great. Awesome. Dr. Riffick. Uh we are having an Imperial Stout. Oh, sorry. Dragoon. 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 Yep. Yep. Abdication. It's a barrel aged um Imperial Stout. Damn. I All think right. it's like eight percent, nine percent. Well, goodbye tomorrow. Can I say real quick? Uh Speaking of hot toddies, I'm enjoying the fuck out of this weather. I wish it would stay like this forever, but whatever. It's starting to cool off out here, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful today. Yeah, it was. I had a very early doctor's appointment where I had to leave before the sun came up, and it was uh, it was a little chilly, a little brisk outside for Florida anyway. So, yeah. Me, I'm not doing anything that special. Uh, forgot to procure some cervezas but i had a cerveza pacifico mm-hmm. see in, claro. in in the uh in the fridge so that's what i'm drinking i'll probably switch over to scotch yeah probably because it's a huge slate we have one two three four five six seven eight games is that correct yeah eight games holy cow and with there being eight games we should just get right on into it 12 o'clock game Texas A&M rolling into Oxford, Mississippi. Ole Miss favored by three. So Ole Miss had a good week last week. They played Vandy, right? It's like, okay, they're seven and one. They beat Vandy. Jackson Dart went, he had 240 yards, threw a, threw a touchdown, threw a pick. Judkins, though, Judkins rushed for 124 yards, two touchdowns. Once again, that's against Vandy. And then wide receiver Dayton Wade. At 120 yards, receiving with a touchdown. So it's almost like Ole Miss was coming off of a bye week. Texas A&M, they are now, I believe, five and three. Mm-hmm. So they need this to get a to become bowl eligible. They beat South Carolina last week. South Carolina is terrible. I have their game as well. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Max Johnson had a really good game. He went 20 for 30, 249 yards. And a touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, they kind of go running back by committee, or they have been at Texas A&M. They combined for 105 yards. And wide receiver Aeneas Smith had six catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. This is going to be an interesting game. It, when I first looked at this, I'm like, you know what? I think Old Miss is just going to absolutely lambaste A&M. But A&M's defense is pretty decent, especially their run defense. And I know Jud- Judkins is a stud, but as much as Lane likes to throw it, he loves to run it. And I think they're going to have a problem this week running it against AM. But all that being said, the line's only three. I think Ole Miss will beat him by seven. So go ahead and give me uh, the Rebs. Yeah, I'm with you. When I first saw this line, I thought it was a trap because it seems like an easy Ole Miss cover. Um 
but AM played pretty well. Probably should have easily covered against South Carolina, but didn't last week. Um, but I, I still, I, Ole Miss has been, who did they lose to? They had one loss to LSU, LSU right? Alabama. Alabama. They beat LSU in like oh, a Oh, they wild beat LSU. Game. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. They lost to Bama. Yeah. Um, they laid an egg that game. I mean, they were yeah. non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of, they're at home. I kind of overthink it. I'll, I'll lay the three points and take the Rebs. I was thinking the same thing. Um, A&M had ample opportunities, like you said, to, to, to cover the game last week. And I know that it was personally affecting me as we were watching the game on the, in the you know, the, to warm up for the uh, cocktail party, <clears throat> the, um, and Ole Miss, I mean, like they, whatever, you know, they did what they had to do against Vandy, but they, I think are, I know I, I was like, is there an injury I don't know about? Like, is the Jackson uh, dark get hurt anyway? So, um, anyway, so I, uh, but I didn't look anything up. So I'm just presuming that this is uh, a line I'm just confused about. And I'm just going to stay that way, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with the home, uh, home favorites as well. Let's go ahead and sweep it. I'll Great. take Ole Miss also. Maybe all we're right. all just praying for Jimbo to get fired. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Malt. I'm, I'm wondering about that. I mean, I have a friend who lives in Houston. We all do. Um, I don't mean that colloquially. I mean, you guys know him. And he said that his A&M buddies are, um, some of them at least, are thinking that's a possibility, a big possibility. So it's a lot of money, but they got it, which, I mean, I hate to, I hate to, take over here for a second but that kind of freaks me out because if they get a competent coach and they've got a tremendous amount of money brand new stadium you know upgraded stadium blah 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 they got someone who can do something with these like first like you know i mean kevin sumlin had a you know blah 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 you know some good had good recruits jimbo had it if they find somebody who can do this that's kind of freaky yep so I mean, we're with the big boys, so yeah, yeah. strap it on. That's right. Um, speaking of getting s- raped by a strap on, UConn no. is going to Tennessee, who is a 34 and a half point favorite. My first comment was, why is this game happening? What's the point? It serves no one. I mean, I guess Tennessee gets a free home victory, but does UConn really think they're going to expand their non-existent recruiting profile? Um, but anyway, Tennessee looked pretty good last week against Kentucky. I was admittedly foggy. That game was on, on the, uh, cousin Bailey Casa back porch, hmm. but I don't recall Kentucky ever really seeming to be threatening Tennessee. So that's a solid win on the road at the crown jewel. Um, UConn is just complete garbage. They are one in seven. Uh, looking at their schedule, they've lost quite a few close games, but those losses are to bad teams. Among them are Georgia State, FIU, Utah State, USF. After this game against Tennessee, they have an amazing slate against James Madison, Sacred Heart, and UMass. So again, why is this game happening? Um, I like Tennessee. It's a big number. I would never bet this game. It could be a Tennessee slumber where they maybe win by three or four touchdowns instead of five or six, but UConn's terrible. So I'm going to, I'm going to lay that big number and take the Vols. 
So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I know uh picking with you Malt isn't the best thing, but hey, you went three and two last week, so same as me. Um Trying I don't really know. have I really don't have much else to say about this game. Jim Moore Jr. is the UConn coach. There you have it. Mm. Uh, who knew he was even still alive? But uh, yeah, Tennessee, I, I'm going to take this big number. They're going to win by 40. You know, I'm, I was looking for uh, maybe, I mean, this, this that'll come, that'll, it'll come, but I was looking for a way to break apart, break apart from y'all. Now, the one thing I will say is like, um, like this, this Tennessee Kentucky game was, I mean, I barely remember, I mean, I remember watching it, but I barely remember, you know, absorbing anything that happened. It was really close, actually. Um, Tennessee was, or it was 26 to 24 going into the fourth. And then Tennessee made it 23 24. And then with about four minutes left, Kentucky kicked a field goal to make it 27-33. Sorry, it's, I may have misspoken earlier. My point is, it's like they won by six. It was, uh, I forgot. Yeah, that, that, math, was... that math didn't add up, by the way. No, okay. no, no. But I mean, okay. my point is, they won by six. Sorry, I'm a little foggy. But they, um, still, I, I, it, that's what, that's, that's something that kind of made me stop, pause for a second. But, but UConn's record is terrible and their opponents or losses are terrible. Um, I don't think it's makes sense to go against this. This seems like the kind of game that Hypo would want to hype up as uh, fans. So you're taking Tennessee? I'm going to take Tennessee. Doctor? Yeah. Duke beat him by 34. So yeah, yeah I'll take 34 and a half with Tennessee. No problem. Involved. Okay. okay. We're all aligned with the home, home favorites so far. Yeah. Maybe that'll change next. Um, so we have a noon game, and the Gators are going to smartly wear all black uniforms in uh, Gainesville, Florida, noon noon o'clock. Um, so Arkansas is traveling to Gainesville. Um, Florida is a six point favorite. Um, I'm trying to, I, I I like, we have a struggling Razorbacks team. Um, maybe that's just what the doctor ordered for Florida as we got killed last week. I know we. We're going to talk about this game right now a little bit. Um, Florida's first drive last week looked amazing. And then uh, that second quarter was probably one of the, I mean, they Georgia scored 16 points to Florida zero. And, you know, that kind of put the game out of hand. So, but I mean, 16 points is not like in and of itself an insurmountable measure, but watching it happen, it just looked like we had never played football all year long in that second quarter. Florida looked terrible. That's a, I mean, I was having a lot of fun, so it wasn't like I was crying in my beer, but um, it was just, we looked terrible. So I think Arkansas could be a nice little remedy because they're not good. They're two and six. A lot of their games have been close. Actually, most of their SEC games have been close, so that could be something. Um, their running back, um, Rocket Sanders, he he might be back this week. But earlier in the year, they indicated he might be out for the season. So it's kind of a weird, that's kind of a weird injury that we might be looking at here. Um, uh, I'm trying to like, I think the Gators can, whereas we weren't ready last week, the Gators could be and should be ready to beat a team like Arkansas this week. Um. I think it's possible that the players have given up on the season and maybe even won the coach. Uh, so they're, but they're coming off a bye. They may have what's his name back. 
Um, the line's only six. I think if Florida's going to win this game, it's going to be by 10 and above. So um, I think it's going to be a big week for the orange and blue and, and black. So I, I may be the Gators by 15. So um, about the game last week, I, I I sort of regretted taking the Gators. I think I read an article on Friday and it was just the a key stat is yards per play, both given up and on defense and what you gain on offense. And I think Florida's last in the SEC on defense and yards per play allowed. Um, and it's just, it's apparent to me that there's a huge, huge talent gap with Georgia. And it's not to be a surprise because Georgia's had the same coach for what, seven, eight years. They've been consistently getting top three classes. We can't f- seem to find anyone that's worth a damn. I uh, really haven't had a good recruiter since Muschamp. So, you know, even though I'm still very much skeptical of Napier's ability to coach, I think we just got to let him fill the cupboard. And then yeah. hopefully hopefully he can make something happen with that. So I'm trying to remain patient. They're just, I mean, the, wasn't a lot to like after the first drive, obviously. But um, I'm going to this game, or at least I'm going to Gainesville. All right. Uh, Getting on a on a on a bus that's going to pick me up, and I'll be able to drink. It's going to be an early rise, but whatever. I'm used to it, I guess. Uh, should I wear all white as like a protest? Sounds racist. I'm I'm down for it. Like all white, like a but a white gator shirt. It'd have to be a gator shirt, yeah. And like white pants. Yeah, I I like that. I like that. Coming from you the have these items. The no. military guy, the veteran for their veterans uniform, whatever it is. Oh, so. God. Did you see we're also putting um words on the back of the jerseys? Instead what? of like, names, like, like commitment, like honor, building. There's, there's three of them that I saw. Commitment, honor. Honor, respect, devotion to duty. Integrity. I don't know. One of them's commitment. What do you want, what do you want from me? Math major. Yeah. Oh. So. I don't know. I'm definitely not wearing black. I probably won't buy another shirt, but I've got a blue shirt. I'll probably wear that. Um, but with respect to this game, Arkansas is a little bit of an unknown because they can their OC coming off a of bye week. They may have some some juice for Pittman, who I think the players probably like. Um, I don't know that they have much talent, but I don't know that we have much talent. I think this is going to be about a field goal game. Ooh. So if that if that rings true, I think you got to take the points and the underdogs. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Hogs plus six. I would not be surprised if we lost this game. So, so Napier, I like. How can I? His game management is okay. I guess uh, the that fourth down play. I liked them going for fourth down. I hated the play call. Yeah. I mean, so a head coach would be like, we're going for it. And the OC would be like, this is what we're running. And that Napier is the OC. And I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do there. But anyhow, not that I don't think that would have mattered much. Um, Especially, you know, just how the game turned out. It definitely would have kept the momentum in Florida's corner. But yeah, I, I just, 
for this game, though, I don't think Arkansas is good at all. I mean, they do have a decent quarterback in KJ Jefferson, but with the OC gone, I mean, that's a to me that's a pretty big deal. And they're traveling; it's going to be on the road. So, I'm going to go with the Gators here. I think they win by a touchdown. So, but who knows? Maybe Napier will go for two, and it'll end up being a push. They'll they'll actually win by a touchdown. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about this game and that I won't be watching it. So, Malt, I know you're going to the game. I have my member guest tournament at my club. Mm. So, <laughs> Pardon uh, us. Uh, oh, Get the yeah. filet mignon. Get the halibut. Get the halibut. It's going to be a hell of a good time. Uh, yeah, so give me the gators here. Producer. Better doctor, producer. Yeah, I'll leave Malt on that island. We're going to win by 14. Mm. Boom. Lock it. Hell yeah. So question I had, speaking of that fourth down, it was a horse. So I think he, Jackson g- gained the yard to gain live. And so not only did they not get sustain the call, they move it back two whole feet from the marker where right. even yeah. if you, he was like four inches from it. Is there no ability? I assume now there's no ability to like say, you guys sure about that? Can you at least check the spot to find out that, because I think it's all comes from the booth now, right? There's no challenges or anyway, that was just bullshit. Not that, that it mattered, incredible. but yeah, that was, but no, but that was, I don't, when did it occur? Was that in the third quarter? Second, second quarter. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we could have, it would have been nice to maybe like, uh, you know, put, put a, put a stall in that, you know, dominating second quarter of theirs. I think a score of any kind would have been huge in the second quarter. Yeah. The yep. call was terrible. Terrible that, call. I, but I mean, I, I don't know. We were watching it on an outside TV. I mean, maybe I missed something about the spot, but I thought he was actually close. He was close. I thought he got right? it. Right. And he then they it. move him back two feet or whatever. I mean, it at was least two, it was almost a full yard. They moved him back. It was the significantly different, like from where even if they said he didn't get it, they still moved it back a yard from where he actually went down. Right. That's some yeah. bullshit. Fixes in shit. So before we get to uh, the next game, just to get back to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party at Casa Cuz. Man, we had some really good food and you served something that made it a little bit better. Just a little bit better. So I smoked a pork butt and a bunch of chicken but i mean it was good by my standards but i, I think uh it needed a little sweet and it needed a little heat and we had just the thing we had the um man, man uh, mango habanero sauce from pandemic sauce company as this portion of the bourbon boys picking the sec is brought to you by pandemic sauce company amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time he soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces after sharing his sauces with family and friends he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce that's pandemic sauce company.com enter code bourbon boys at checkout so all i had left was the mango habanero and i was in touch um dr dr riffick and i were in touch with our um sponsor a good friend of ours um, from Pandemic Sauce Company. 
And he said he, yeah, I guess, he, I don't know if everyone knows this and maybe I won't spill the, spilled his story, but he's in the process of um, regrow. or the season has come for him to start regrowing the peppers so he can start recreating some of the more unique barbecue sauces. But I think he still has jalapeno, apple, mango, habanero, and some others. But um, I saw um, that looking- on, I saw that on the Facebook page. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot he posted something on Facebook, which was great. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was awesome. Everybody at the party loved his sauce. Um, it was, it was very spicy and I told him this, but I couldn't stop eating it. Um, oh, and, uh, just another segue, I think next week or whatever LSU week, we're going to have, um, our sponsor on as our guest bourbon boy picker. So that'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Great sauce. Always good. That was the first time I had that uh, that particular one on pork. It was yep. extremely, extremely good. I normally throw it on chicken, but I think it's a very um, flexible is not the right word, but uh, you can you can put that shit on anything. I know that's not his moniker, but uh, anyhow, <laughs> it's really good. Versatile. So, versatile. Yes, that's still not the word I was thinking of, but either way, I'm gonna fuck myself. On to our fourth noon game. Holy cow. Jacksonville State traveling to Columbia, South Carolina to face the Cox. The Cox are a 15 and a half point home favorite. I don't have much to say about the Cox other than they're terrible. Spencer Rattler gets sacked a lot, and it's not just because of his offensive line. They're two and six, and they're paying Jacksonville State. $1.3 million for this game. I have a lot to say about Jacksonville State. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Head coach, Rich Rod. Oh. Rich Rod is their head coach. They're seven and two, and they are two losses. They've actually lost to decent teams. So Jacksonville State's in conference USA, as is Liberty. Liberty's undefeated this year. And they beat Jacksonville State. Their other loss is to Coastal Carolina, which they have a pretty solid program there. So those are, I would say, respectable losses. But otherwise, they're seven and two. Um, they in Jacksonville State. Anybody know where that is? Alabama, North Carolina, Alabama, Jacksonville, no. Alabama. It is very close to the Georgia border, just north of. I-20. I had to look that up, obviously. And when I was researching this, I was just like the whole time, like, don't say Jackson State. Don't say Jackson State. It's Jacksonville State. They use a two-quarterback system, which is uh, interesting, but both are pretty decent. Both, I think, have around 650 yards passing on the year. Um, They're running back. His name is Malik Jackson. He has 615 yards rushing, and he averages – five and a half yards per carry, which is fantastic. This is a huge line. Jacksonville State's a good team. I mean, they're a good group of five team. If Conference USA is still considered a group of five because every, all the really good teams keep leaving. But I think they're going to put up a fight against South Carolina. I mean, so, I mean, South Carolina's absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. So I'm going to go ahead I am going to take Jacksonville State. I can't remember their their mascot. I saw it, and then 
Well, you should because it's the same as South Carolina. No. The Gamecocks? I don't think it's the Gamecocks, is it? I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's the game. It's cock versus cock. Oh, Mm. well, there we go. All right. Mm. So. Look, I know my cocks. I'm going to. I'm going to. Sorry. Oops. Edit. I'm going to take the cocks from Alabama over the cocks from South Carolina. Go, cocks. Uh, I agree. I um, I didn't know Jack State graduated to FBS, but like you said, they're seven and two. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game. Um, be interested. What do we see the money line? But yeah, don't have much more to add. You know, Rich Rod, that's fun. Uh, maybe he and Jim Moore Jr. can meet up like on, you know, at a rest stop somewhere or something. But uh, mm. but yeah, I'll, I will I will take Jack State as well. I'm not going to be very controversial here. I um, I'm going to go with Jacksonville State as well because when you pay one one you know one plus million dollars for a team to show up, you want it to be a no line kind of game, or a um, or a you know, twenty five thirty point line. Fifteen and a half is stock SEC right now. So um, you know they looked. I mean, what were they doing last week? They were they covered against AM, a team that no one has any faith in on this podcast. So yeah, I think um Alabama Cox are gonna beat the South Carolina Cox. Uh the Jacksonville State Cox. All right. And just to just to throw Not that beat. on there where Sorry. where they covered against AM, they got a late touchdown. And yeah. that's why they covered. So I mean AM kind of handled them. Yeah, no. So you're basically what you're saying. You're proving the you're proving your point even further. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. Agree. So you yeah. want Jackson State because you said you want the Alabama, but then you said South Carolina. No, no, I said I, I want I want the Alabama Cox, not the no, South Carolina. Not Cox. you, cut. Not you, Cuzzo. I, I oh, said okay. I want the Alabama Cox, not the South Carolina Cox. But then I tried to. I realize that it's not. It's actually they have a team name or school name, Jacksonville State. So I want to give them their proper credit. Okay. So I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat the spread. It's a lot of cocks in your mouth when you're trying to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, Alabama's got that white sauce, barbecue sauce, y'all. Come on, jeez, gutter. Click, click. Doctor producer. Uh, what liquor you were asking about? The money line. It's uh, plus five hundred. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I will. Let's go ahead and sweep this one. I'll take the. Western Cox. All righty. So we got one loss Mizzou at 3.30. I guess this is the CBS game. Um, Going to Georgia, the darling of CBS and the apple of Kirk Herbstreet's eye and all that shit. But uh, Georgia obviously coming off a huge win against the Gators. Uh, After that first drive, they basically throttled us. They probably could have named their score at that point. Um, they were just getting chunk after chunk play. Uh, we had absolutely no pass rush. Uh, Beck looked pretty good, but again, no pass rush. Receivers running open like they're, you know, gazelles on the savannah. Uh, and just just made it clear that they're superior than the Gators in talent. Um, you look at, so we're all excited about the Gators kind of beating South Carolina, who's terrible. Um, and so I think the, 
I think this line is inflated because Georgia, you know, every, a lot of people want to watch a cocktail party. We still have like the Florida name brand. So anytime, you know, you kick our ass, you're going to have an inflated line. I think that's what happened here. Mizzou's a good team. They, um, they lost to LSU. That's their only loss. They could have won that game. Probably should have won that game. Um, beat Kansas state. Who's a good team and have looked pretty good. They got a good quarterback. They got good receivers. I mean, the key again, I think is they're going to have to be able to tackle on defense and, and try to make Georgia go through, you know, sustained drives. But I, I like, I like Mizzou. I think this number is inflated. I think this is maybe a 10, 14 point game. Um, I would be surprised if Mizzou won, especially at, in Athens, but I like the home underdogs here, so I will take the points. So I, um, I guess a spoiler alert. I, I, I agree. I, I think, I think I would, I, I wouldn't be quote unquote surprised if Missouri won because they have played out of their minds this year. Um, They've done really well. They lost. Um, well, they lost to LSU earlier this year, and they, they. I know that they. They blew the backdoor cover because of an interception return for a touchdown. But, I mean, they are. They they've shown that they're capable of scoring. Now, I mean, LSU is no Georgia, but, I don't know if Georgia's a Georgia. I think what you said rang really true with me. Like Florida is not Florida. Like, I, I was hanging out with a Georgia fan last night, and and he had a similar sentiment as the guy in the Legoland pool. I know how that sounds like he, they haven't really been paying much attention to us. I mean, like, you know, we're not good. Like I get that. That's fine. So like many people may have watched that game, but I was like, I, I looked at this line. I almost fell out of my chair because I was half drunk. I mean, 16, half, 16 points. Good Lord. So I think Missouri can not only cover this, but I think it's, it's conceivable that they'll win. So I'm going to take the Twigas. Yeah, so one name for you, Luther Burden the Third. He is fantastic, outstanding receiver. Brady Cook can get him the ball. Georgia's good, but they're not Georgia of the past two years, especially on defense. Bowers is still out. He's still out. So I'm going to make this my lock of the week. Mizzou wins. Mizzou Whoa. Was the upset in Athens. Wow. Take that fucking Georgia fans. Let's go ahead and sweep this. Wow. Yeah, it's a sweep. So I far, we the, don't respect Georgia. <laughs> so far, the only different pick is me taking Arkansas. Everything yeah. else we've been aligned. Yeah. I don't feel great about my Florida pick. <laughs> the more I'm talking about this past game. Well, anyways, so that's another sweep. Well, look at us. We're look at us. We're adorable. So um Aubby, Auburn is uh in the four o'clock. This is the SEC, no one gives a shit network game. Um Auburn's traveling to Vandy in Nashville. Uh Vanderbilt's a twelve and a half point home underdog. Auburn's coming off a big win. I put that in quotes. That's why I inflected like that. Scoring their most points in an SEC game this year. And they beat Mississippi State last week. I think they scored 27 points. That's not great. But, you know, and Vandy isn't necessarily awful. But I think they kind of suck, like, the way Mississippi State sucks. 
um, these teams are just not in, in any kind of caliber. But Auburn, you know, like, I mean, another thing, Auburn just hasn't, I don't know, it's just hard to say. Um, but Vandy has lost all of their SEC games by double digits. And I trepidatiously think that's possible here. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Auburn. Um, and we may start seeing some divide now. So, uh, snooze fest. I wouldn't watch this game at gunpoint. Um, Vandy's terrible. Auburn, maybe Hughes turning them around, but they, I mean, they beat a god dog shit Mississippi State team. Um, 12 and a half. I don't know. I'll take Auburn. I, I, Vanderbilt's just really bad. And I, I, I guess Auburn might be turning things around a little bit, but who knows? But yeah, Auburn. So, Malt, I thought you like to take home dogs. I don't know. Um, I know it's Vandy. So, all rules go out the window of Vandy. Although I missed Auburn every game they played here. So, yeah. you haven't missed much. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a terrible game. I'm with you there, Malt. You could put wow. me in Gaza right now. I wouldn't watch it. Threaten me with Gaza. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a terrible game. Auburn, they beat Mississippi State, but Mississippi State didn't have Will Rogers last week. So, you know, but we'll get into them in the next game. They're dog shit as well. Yeah, there's not much to say here. Uh, give me Auburn because Vandy is just awful. The end zones still haven't been fixed. How about our producer, Dr. Riffick? I don't want to pick this game. This is just god awful. Yeah. If I could take anything, the under all day. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, is this where I make a stand and anchor down? I can't do it. Nope. Let's go ahead and sweep it. <laughs> I can't. Well. Seven thirty. This is another interesting game. Kentucky going to Mississippi State. I say it's interesting because I don't know what Mississippi State is. Uh, they're underdogs, home dogs, three and a half points. Kentucky played well, ish against Tennessee. Eh, I don't really remember the game. Um, I know I watched it, or at least some of it, but I don't really remember it. I'll blame that right. on the. Uh, on the pandemic sauce and not on the other sauce that I was consuming. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that was a Kentucky. I actually, I think I picked them last week, uh, but they played, you know, they played tough, I guess, against Tennessee. I just said that I'm, I'm still going over this in my head because Kentucky could lay an egg. I don't know if Will Rogers is back. I'm not sure. I did. I couldn't find any news on it when I was trying to research this. But they lost to Auburn last week. Mississippi State lost to Auburn, who maybe he was turning it around. Maybe he's not, but they're they're garbage. So I think Kentucky's going to roll here. They'll probably win by like 10. So give me the cats. So this I'm game is at 730. Sorry to jump on you. Um, 
Why, why is this game at 7.30 when a blackout game, Arkansas, Florida-Arkansas, is at noon? Um, Mississippi State is just as terrible as Arkansas. I mean, it, I feel like people would tune in just to see these ridiculous uniforms. Yeah, but is, we're worse than Kentucky. I mean, I understand the transitive properties. I, I'm saying I think we could probably get a boost in. Uh, but you know what, though? Kroger Stadium Field at night, crown jewel of the SEC. Oh, my God. No, this is at fucking this is at Wade Davis. Yeah. Scott Field in Mississippi State. What the yeah. hell? What are you doing? It doesn't make any sense why this game isn't. Nah, it doesn't matter. I guess I'm talking about this a little bit more than I should. Um, I still have faith that Kentucky um, isn't terrible um, and miss But however, I have belief, documented belief that Mississippi State is terrible. So I as well, along with uh, Gus, I'm going to take the cats with a K. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be boring, but, um, you know, I, I think I said a couple weeks ago that this is what Kentucky does is they – they beat Florida. They're like four or five and zero. Everyone yeah. loves them, and then they go in the shitter, which they've done. But um, yep. a best way to kind of feel better than being in the shitter is a trip to Starkville. Um, and uh, Mississippi State is really bad. Yeah, they they have nothing going for them. Um, I still think Kentucky's a pretty good team. Looking at the stats from the Tennessee game, I think they had like similar yardage and Kentucky held the ball a little bit longer. So they're still a solid team. So I, I think even on the road, it's worth, worth going for them. That's this Mississippi state team just has nothing. And it's, this game is probably at seven 30 because the next game is going to be on oh, it yeah. a little bit later. So they probably figure no one wants to watch it anyway. So that's true. That might, that's, that's that might be why. Yeah. The blind spot, <laughs> whatever, yeah. uh, TV slot. You know, it's interesting. Like, I feel like any other year, Mississippi State at home at night is at least a respectable team against a, you know, an okay team like Kentucky. I just feel like they're slightly, if not much better. Three and a half just does not seem like enough. That's just me. Doctor. <laughs> Let's go uh with sweep number six. <laughs> yeah. Um this is bad. <laughs> I think I think we might see some separation. We, we could see some deviation here. Uh we got game of the night, I guess. Although CBS would disagree. Um LSU going on the road to Alabama, who is a three point favorite, which basically means Vegas thinks these teams are pretty even. The total is 16 and a half. More on that later. Um, but this kind of uh, goes back to some of the things I had said in the past this week about, or this year, about Brian Kelly. I know he beat Alabama last year, but it was kind of like no one really expected him to beat Alabama, or and Bama was a little bit down. Um, so how's he going to do, you know, in a big game where everyone's watching? Uh, obviously the quarterback position is a huge advantage for LSU. Daniels, that kid's a stud. Um, you know, Milrose come on a little bit, but definitely a clear edge for LSU there. But their defense is bad. 
I know they shut out Army, and I think they held, was it Mississippi State or Auburn to a low point total? I think it was Auburn. Um, <laughs> Auburn 18. Yeah. So um, they, they're they going to have problems stopping Alabama, even though Bama's offense is not, you know, like they don't have this dynamic quarterback that they've had in the past. Plus, LSU lost their best defensive player to injury, Makai Wingo. Um, and so the question really is kind of be, can, can Alabama – Alabama has put together dominant quarters, dominant halves, again, in some of these big games, but they've never really strung together a complete game. Can they do it? Um, I think this is going to be pretty tight, but something tells me that Saban's going to get the best of um, of Chip or uh, Brian Kelly here, not Chip. Uh, and so I, I'll take Bama, lay the points. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. So even though it's 60 and a half, I really like the over. I think, you know, Bama's going to put maybe 40 on LSU. And then, you know, I, I like LSU for at least 30, so that gets us there easily. But I'll, I'll take the tide. Yeah, this is um, going to be an interesting game. At Alabama, I agree with you, Mold. I think this is going to be a close game. You know, you did mention how Alabama will dominate for halves and LSU defense isn't good, plus, you know, Mingo's out. However, I I don't know. I think LSU's offense may be able to hang a little bit with Alabama. I think it's basically going to come down to Alabama will be trailing by two, final possession, and they kick a field goal to win it. And so that gives them a W by one point. So I'm going to go with LSU here. I think Alabama is still going to win, but it'll be an extremely tight game. And also, uh, Gary Daniels and I can't remember the other asshole's name are on the call for this. Brad Nessler. Oh, okay. So CBS uh, is doing this night game. Okay. CBS has this, the night. They're, yes. they're also doing the the Georgia-Mizzou game, and that'll be Rich Waltz and Aaron Taylor. <laughs> calling that, game. that is the D team, my friend. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I was wondering, too, like when you brought that up, I was like, Huh, are they calling both? And then I saw they were, and I was like, who does Gary pick? Alabama or Georgia? Who's he better friends with? Nick? Uh, probably Nick. So instead of Kirby. More so than Kirby? Yeah, yeah I, so I always Kirby. thought that like the primetime CBS game started at 8, so that's what yeah. threw me off. Well, it says 745. I'm sure the kickoff will be at like 8. Yeah. You know, but yeah. No, you're right. That's that's kind of funny. I mean, it is. So it's six forty-five in Alabama. So who do you got, Mister Gus? Oh, I uh, LSU. Oh yeah, Alabama will win by one or two. That's it. Got it. Yep. So okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to spoil my pick just yet. Um, this is. The toughest game for Alabama in a while, based on what um, Paul Licker said about LSU's offense. It's very, very important to note that Alabama could, of course, have one of those quarters or halves that uh, turns the game completely around. But I just want to read off a couple numbers. And now all these numbers are not equal. I mean, and I mean that literally, and I mean it figuratively. Forty. Uh, so twenty-four 
not great. But 72, 41, 34, 49, 49, 48, 62. Those are the numbers that, that LSU scored in this season. And uh, nothing, of course, against Alabama's offense, uh, or defense, rather. But Alabama isn't, like, I don't think they're scoring a tremendous amount this year. Um, I understand Milrow is is kind of coming into his own, but they, um, they, 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 I just don't, I mean, you know, what they had off last week, Alabama coming off a win over Tennessee, 34 to 20. Um, I think, uh, I was hoping to, I was hoping Gus was going to take Alabama, but I think it's, it, I go back to, uh, the adage that I'm going to butcher by malt liquor, basically that if you think it's a chance, the team can win then you know go against the spread i think lsu is going to win this game i think they're going to make it two years in a row um alabama's been kind of playing uh what's the word like uh dancing with the devil playing with fire a little too much this year and i think this is the game where it comes and bites them and um i think i predicted lsu going to the sec championship game this year so i gotta hold true to that Wow, Doctor. I hate LSU. So. I'll uh, I'll be with you, Malt. I'll take uh, Bama. Roll Tide. All right. So whatever happens, Cousin Gus will be the same distance apart as they as they yeah. were as they are now. You could close the gap. We could all be really close here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I if I go uh, eight no. What if you so just gonna, win those two? I'll just yeah, be eleven games under five hundred. You go two and six, Woo! and you'll be got to find the positive, positive vibes only. So, are we going to talk about some other games? Because I'd like to talk about the cats. They look yeah, good. there's some. I didn't see who they're playing, but uh, sure, we can. Who? Ucala. Oh, they're playing UCLA. They're going to get destroyed. Who? UCLA. The cats. Okay. So we got we got K State at Texas. Yep, decent game. We got Notre Dame going to Clemson against our guy Dabo, who I think is still ranting about, you know, getting mean questions on his radio show. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah, Bedlam. Can you guys find it in like your give a oh, USC Washington? How's USC, how's USC still ranked? Only um, two losses. Eh. Can you find it? I, I honestly don't give a shit about what Michigan did or didn't do with this whole stealing shit. Did we talk about this Saturday? Yeah, I think we all said we don't give a shit. Yeah, okay. I just hate Michigan, so I, I'm reveling in them getting in some kind of trouble. But that's kind of the extent of it. Like, Do, do I think it matters? I kind of I think uh, Gus may have said he thought it just happened, right? Didn't you? One of y'all said like you just thought this is the kind of thing that did occur, like scouting at another, right? At another game, like what is the shock? Yeah, what's the big deal? Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's not like he yeah. went in and stole the playbook or something, right? Even then, I kind of. But even then, like um, that that story about Mike Leach dropping the fake one. I yeah, love that one before oh. the. So good. Oh, before the Red River rivalry, Red River shootout. They tell it. They tell it like it's great, and everyone laughs about it. 
I've never heard of Texas getting even like anyone investigating Texas on that. Yeah. The the greatest caper ever is when uh Yeah. Albert Bell's bat got like grabbed and they thought it was corked and it was corked, but they sent Jason Grimsley to like go through the rafters and down into the umpire room and he stole oh, right. the bat and he stole the bat or switched the bat out with another one. <laughs> that was awesome. How about when uh Zook or when uh, the Gators when Zook was our defensive coordinator at Florida and he got a tech or a fax, of course, from somebody in Knoxville who worked at like um you know one of those copy places. No one no one under the age of 35 is gonna understand what the hell I'm talking about, but like there used to exist these centers to make where you could make copies. Oh, and, the and... paper store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> paper. Oh God, you're such a boomer. Anyway, so do we have anyone under 40 that even listens to this? Sure. Why not? <laughs> anyway, some some jackass like te- uh, faxed a bunch of plays to Ron Zook, allegedly, from Knoxville to Gainesville. So that was a fun one. What did Zook do with it? It was before the Florida-Tennessee game. And, 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 and Florida, right. Florida side denies it. But Tennessee okay. fans act like it's scripture and, you know, that we relied on their oh. setups in order to uh, in order to beat them that year. It was probably like 93 or 94. Yeah, we had lots of trouble beating them those yeah. days. So there's there's one other game. And the more I look into it, it's probably nothing but Ohio State Rutgers. Rutgers is six and two. And Ohio State's going to Rutgers. Now they got their the doors blown off of them by Michigan. So. Mm-hmm. Rutgers will probably lose, but I mean, Shiano. Shiano, he's got him six and two. So I don't know. It'd be, I'd, I'd like to see that upset. I yeah, forgot I to mention uh, Shamar, Shamar James, the uh, Gators defensive player is out for the season. So, well, he didn't look good last week. They said he well, was, he injured, injured right? on that shitty turf. Allegedly he like dislocated his kneecap and then he, or, or at least he injured his kneecap on the turf he limped off then played the game and then injured himself and now he's out for the year i think billy's playing the long game with that one i'll bet you he probably could have come back in the next four games but yeah that's fine i mean billy's getting four years so i'm just accepting that and trying to fill jackson my way through this season especially these last four games as in zen yeah exactly Pitt has no chance, right? <laughs> Who are they playing? FSU, right? Oh. Yeah, I think Pitt got beat like 65 to 7. Pitt's garbage, man. Yeah, yeah, Pitt is garbage. Are we the last best hope to beat Florida State? Who else they got? Miami. 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 Not Miami. 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 We never take a knee. Never take a knee. I think too many problems happen when we take a knee. <laughs> you take a knee, you'll get executed. Tell them That's what happened. I, I told them what I told you to tell them when I was in sanitation. Yeah. They don't bend the knee down a cool. No. They get on a boat, come to Miami, start a drug lord. Well, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. I want to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout. 
for a discount. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, share this episode with your friends on all platforms. Next week, the Bourbon Boys will be picking the SEC uh, week 11. And um, this will be the week of the, the year. Uh, excuse me. This will be the last week of the year the Gators are favored. I'm, I can say that with 100% confidence. Uh, as next week starts our the basically the straight three game buzzsaw to end the season. Um, are we playing LSU next week? Sounds right. Yeah, so we'll be joined by our sponsor uh, from Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com and our code Bourbon Boys at checkout for discount. Any last thoughts, fellas? Uh, just anyone happens to be in Gainesville and are listening, hit me up on Twitter at Joe J O E Quizza Q U I Z Z A. And we'll have a beer, maybe, but no one will hit me up, so we won't. But otherwise, go Gainers. If anyone is playing in the Ardea, formerly Eastlake Woodlands <laughs> Country Club member guest, you can hit me up. I'll be there. I'm the short guy. Anybody hanging out at Rusty's in Tucson on Saturday, I'll be the big dumb animal in the carnival. Perfect. Anyone hanging out at Casa de Cousin Bailey, uh, drinking at noon, watching the Gators potentially lose to... The Razorbacks hit me up at Cousin Bailey, that's C-U-Z-Z-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. So for Malt Liquor, Gus, our producer, Dr. Terrific, I am Cousin Bailey saying, go Gators. And go. Well, go Gators. Go Gators. No, I won't back down. You can stay.